this is your host for the Three Tables podcast, Phyllis. So when I started this, I did an intro explaining that this isn't a, a me podcast and I meant it. So buckle up and please, if you must ignore this one, trick pony, because me solo will not be happening. God has plans and I'm trying my best to make them happen. So keep that in prayer for me and for the people who are stepping out boldly for the Lord. I promise they won't be depressing because, as I said, I pray this begins a roundtable discussion. Everything about the Lord, the Bible, and everything in between, and also having fun while doing so. So excuse this one. But on August 6th, last day, I put my father into an ambulance, which would have been a simple procedure, but ended up with us losing him. One month to the day on September 6th, which is why I think this is happening. You see, I was laying in bed the other night trying to think to put all these puzzle pieces in the back of my mind come together for these podcasts that are coming up that I have no doubt God will use amazingly. But as I laid there, the date stamp come to my mind and I realized once again it's like the final countdown to the day that we let him go. When he entered the back of the ambulance, something hit me. And I don't like saying these things because it feels like I'm speaking for the Lord, and that's just wrong. It feels wrong coming from my lips. But you know within your soul, the very big being of you, when the Lord speaks to you, and the Lord spoke to me, and I knew this time was going to be different. Every day when I went up to the hospital, I knew different. And the Lord never stopped speaking to me. But one day, while me and him were alone in the hospital room, I can honestly and safely say, God spoke, and he asked me a simple question with six words. What has your father t taught you? And it took a millisecond to respond, but not to respond in words, but to feel a response. And so I began to conjure up these memories of him and things that he had taught me and things that he had done for me but then it was like the Lord went like stop that's not what I mean and you know it listen what has your father taught you so I started scribbling down notes on paper on my phone and although I know it isn't finished as I know the Lord will continue to minister to me through this simple question I'm going to share it on the year anniversary of what God gave me in hopes of those mourning or pleading for those they who they've lost or in fear of losing you see it wasn't just what my earthly father dewey taught me that god was asking it was what have i taught you through your father and although my father never stood behind a pulpit or sat in a pew every sunday or even read his word faithfully I have every confidence to where my father dwells today. And so this is what I have wrote down. What my dad taught me. My dad taught me several things, mostly one-liners to grab a giggle or two. He was known for that as well as his heart. He was a giver. He was a torturer. He was an underdog rooter. My dad saw things most people overlooked. And that I can say humbly, he taught me. He taught me humility, which is a noun. If you go to the dictionary, humility means 
a modest or low view of one's own importance. Humbleness, he, an example would be, he needs the humility to accept that there may be a better way, similar to modesty, humbleness, and modestness. I use humility because it seems much more humble than the word humble. It's all those things wrapped into one word, but not in one simple way or term or instance in time. He was modest in his humility. Proverbs 14.31 tells us, Whoever oppresses a poor man insults his maker, but he who is generous to the needy, and sometimes dad was to the not-so-needy, honors him. You see, this isn't a story about one man, one man's kindness, sometimes oddness. Sometimes what I saw is madness or craziness. This is a story of a man who was and who will always be my father, but by whom was used to minister to me by the Father, the Holy Spirit, the Jesus Christ who died to save us. Faults and all, my dad was a good man, but I'll tell you, that's not what got him into heaven. Hebrews 13.5 says, Keep your life free from love and money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. Second Corinthians tells us, as it is written, he has distributed freely, he has given to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. Two scriptures that bring my dad to mind. And to answer your question, it wasn't always money, materialistic things. It was his time, his love, his actions, and sometimes being the only guy who showed up, even for people who had families and didn't. Dad was not a perfect Christian or overall human being, but what he taught me was invaluable, and I don't say that lightly because he's my dad. To trust God and his plan for me no matter what are circumstances, to know God's love by my father's actions, to give, especially when it's hardest to give. My dad had a soft heart. Sometimes he could be fleshly mean or even cruel. But for the most part, my father was a big guy physically and never really met an enemy. Psalms 37.11 says, But the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in abundance of peace. Meekness means submissive at first glance, or an attitude or quality of heart in Christianity to submit to God. But it also means having power, but also having the power to restrain it. In other words, my dad was strong physically. But most of the time, he taught me when to restrain our strengths. Dad never held a grudge long enough for it to be called a grudge. No matter what he had or he didn't have, he was thrilled to see even strangers flourish. He taught me the true father's love. I don't think he ever even realized it. In his mind, he was trying every day just to be a good guy, not realizing, not realizing that good guys don't always get into heaven but through these simple examples simple scriptures that come to mind the stories of how he was there when no one else was was dad's testimony was showing christ his love without even knowing it to show the forgotten they weren't alone to take time to ask questions that mattered and still do to some that's what my dad taught me to have time to ask the questions 
to not worry about what other people think and show those underdogs kindness and love. That no matter what's happening in our life, he would always say, God's good daughter. To know the mercy and grace and unconditional love of God, even through his bad days when we fought and disagreed. Even now, while I am still in a standoff with God over him, he's teaching me, showing me God's love. To at least try to understand people's mistakes and never judge them through them. Even though those mistakes hurt him, he never held on to them. He sounds like a perfect gentleman, right? Well, he wasn't. But God used him to show those things not only to his kids and loved ones, but even strangers. Isaiah 32, 8 says that a generous man devises generous things, and by generosity he shall stand. And my dad could definitely stand in that arena. On the end of that, I know it's unfinished and I'll step back into it, but for now that's it. I know the Lord gave me that to cling to when I felt as if I had nothing to cling to. This isn't my first rodeo with watching death creep into the room, knowing that the world, even grown as I am, my world will forever be changed. When my grandfather passed, I had mornings usually quiet alone with him before he was gone, and God again spoke to me in the quiet. He gave me something I tried to pass on because it made me stand back up and keep going. And I truly didn't recall where it was in my Bible until I picked it back up. Then another one of his disciples said to him, Lord, let me go and bury my father first. But Jesus said to him, follow me and let the dead bury their own. It's in Matthew 8, verses 21 to 22. So I've stuck to that as much as I can. I know I have failed many times, but I know this. I can rattle off comforting scriptures to you that I know by heart, but it won't stop you from crying out to the Lord in mourning or to have favor to spare someone. And they are comforting at times, but I don't want it to stop you from crying out to the Lord in any season. I know that God, I have my good days and bad ones. I know that grief is a fleeting experience that comes and goes. And this message, if it makes any sense at all, makes you feel less alone. Then that's what its purpose was. And I'm glad I'd done the work laid before me before the Lord. If it makes you feel like reaching out to anyone, including me, just to talk or pray, then even better. But please don't take... Or let this one episode deter you from listening because there is so much more ahead that has absolutely nothing to do with me that could touch your heart and life and even maybe your walk with the Lord. I hope you stick around and listen to the people who are so boldly stepping out for the Lord. Again, have questions? Want to be on an episode? Want someone else to be? Want prayer? Email me at the3tablespodcast at gmail.com or message me directly. Thanks for listening and be blessed.